When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is Az. I am flying solo today. Uh, I've been doing a bit of research on Diogo Jota, who a lot of people are thinking of bringing into their teams. A lot of people might have already made moves to them. A lot of people considering what the priority is on Jota, given that Firmino's out, we think, for around about five weeks. Uh, and what people um, are, are wondering is kind of how essential, what, what priority should he, should he be up on? So I've been looking at a load of stats, basically, uh, to try and consider for myself as well whether I need to be prioritising him or whether I think there's other players that we can look to or if he's really that essential, that word that we all like. So if any of you uh, watch uh, FPL Black Box with myself and Mark, you'll know that Mark is a huge fan of Diogo Jota. He's had him for a while. He's, I mean, no one's happy with Firmino being injured, but in terms of purely FPL-wise, Jota is effectively a better option with Firmino at the picture. It means Jota's almost certainly going to play the majority of minutes. There's no threat of rotation. And also it means that he takes that kind of number nine spot as well. So he's not filling in on the left or the right or something if he's kind of filling in for Salah and Mane like he's he's done before. So he is essentially playing as the most central uh, player, a striker in a very attacking Liverpool side. So obviously you can understand the logic. I am, no, I am very much in the opinion that he's a, he's a great player. Liverpool are a great team. He's cheap. He's 7.5. But my reluctance to get him stems off the back of a season last year where he didn't really deliver, uh, I think, on, on the promise. The underlying numbers were always good. Uh, he always promised to deliver big hauls and never really did so. So... Mark's kind of looking at the promise of points. I've been looking at the kind of the actual points scored. And this video is a kind of a bit of an amalgamation of, of both of those to see uh, kind of what comes out, what and whether I think I've changed my mind, whether I can persuade people to go with him or not go with him. I've tried to make this, I'll make this as, as non-biased as possible. I think, yeah, I think it's, it's been an interesting study uh, into him. So we'll get straight into it. Uh, just another shout out as well. I'm using uh, a spreadsheet created by Top Marks for this. Uh, the basics are we'd like something like this in the Scout members area at some point, And we're working towards it because this spreadsheet is absolutely incredible. And I will show you why. So if you like the spreadsheet, uh, drop a comment in the comments and give Top Marks your thanks um, on Twitter as well or on the Scout boards. Because it is very, 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 very cool. Very impressive. So we'll get to that in just a sec. So before we do that, let's just take a quick look at Jota so far. So he was at Wolves, obviously, for, for two years, uh, 2018, 2019 in the Premier League. He joined Liverpool beginning of last season. Bit of an injury-riddled um, 
campaign for him, plus the rotation that he faced with Salah, Mane and Firmino as well. He managed nine goals, no assists, which is interesting, uh, two yellow cards, 86 points. He played 1,106 minutes, so played around a third of the games um, possible that he could have done. So, yeah, I mean, he, he did he did miss quite a long spell with injury as well, so uh, it's difficult. But, I mean, eight for threat out of midfielders, uh, which is pretty strong. Um, creativity 30, influence 20. Um, ICT ranked 20 out of 64, which isn't too exciting. Um, but he's already halfway, over halfway to his points target of last season, on 46 points this year. He's already had a double-digit haul, which is actually his first ever double-digit haul, which is interesting. Um, and he's 7.5 million and owned by 12.6% of the game. Up to this point, you can see his minutes have been pretty sporadic. He's only played 90 minutes twice in the league against Man United, where he got a double-digit haul, and against Brentford, where he got a goal. Uh, he started He started quite a few games this year. started against Norwich and Burnley in the first two games of the season, which he scored in. Um, and he's played 81 minutes against Leeds, 75 against Palace. Uh, and 75 against West Ham in the last game where he was actually subbed for Origi who came on and scored which isn't exactly ideal for owners or new owners but you've got to think Jota is most likely going to start the next game uh, too so his ownership is increasing people are buying into this narrative that he's a better player when, when Firmino's not there and it's interesting to see if we can explore that in more detail and learn a bit more about the fantasy side of Diego Jota so the fixtures for Liverpool I've gone up to game week 16. It's five game weeks. That's probably about how long Firmino's going to be out for. There's no guarantee that he's going to be straight back in the team when he's back. Um, you've also got the African Cup of Nations as well, which will be starting in January. So basically, Jota is a pretty firm hold, I think, if you're bringing him in for, for quite a while. You might have a little bit of rotation uh, until Salomane go off. But until then, you're pretty much going to get a lot of minutes out of him. So at 7.5, he's not competing with the likes of Salah and Mane for like a premium price tag. He's in at 7.5. Uh, the games are Arsenal, Southampton, Everton, Wolves and Aston Villa, which is actually a really, really interesting run of games because on first glance, they look pretty good. I mean, Arsenal, uh, you know, up to a few weeks ago, people were kind of writing off and saying they're, they could end up being the whipping boys. They've lost 5-0 uh, to Man City, for example, lost their first three games. Kind of all doom and gloom, but looking a bit more resurgent now. Southampton, I would have thought that was a really good game for them a few weeks ago, but Southampton have been absolutely excellent uh, in in recent weeks, defensively and attacking-wise as well. Um, Everton should have Decore back uh, at this point. Calvert-Lewin might be back as well. It's a Merseyside derby, so you've got to think they're going to be up for it. Very interesting game. Wolves, really, really good defensive numbers um, throughout the season, but a poor performance in the last game against Palace. Uh, But again, I don't think that's too easy for them. And then Aston Villa, well, Aston Villa will have a new manager in by then. It could be Steven Gerrard. That's the latest uh, sort of rumours that are going around at the time of recording. It might not be him, of course. It could be someone else. But we might see a more improved Aston Villa side by then. So I don't think it's an incredible run of games for Liverpool. They're about halfway down on the ticker uh, on the Fantasy Football Scout in terms of attacking uh, potential in what it it kind of uh, predicts. They're below the likes of Brighton, Man City, Tottenham, Brentford still riding high at the top. Uh, and Newcastle uh, in second. It also comes off the back of Liverpool seem to be scoring okay. They seem to be going decent going forward. They scored against West Ham, for example, uh, but lost that game. They scored two against Brighton, but ended up drawing that game. And yeah, the attacking-wise, it's still going okay, but there's a hell of a big reliance on, on Salah, obviously. 
and they haven't won for now two games. So there's kind of already small bits of panic uh, coming in the side. I'm sure they'll be fine to bounce back. But they don't have the best platform they could could have to bounce back from those two uh, from those two poor results. Uh, Jota's heat maps. This is a heat map for this season and last season. It's basically perfect. It's exactly what you want from a midfielder in FPL. You want the heat of his touches to be in and around the penalty area. And you can see it is. Uh, he's well on course to have a, a very similar season in terms of where he's, te- where he's receiving the ball um, as compared to last season. You can see, as if, if you're watching this on, on YouTube, you can see that the heat around the penalty area will probably grow into something that looks almost identical to the one that he had last year. Uh, if you listen to this on podcast version, essentially there's a big red heat. Uh, the most heat is on the left-hand side of the attacking pitch just outside the penalty area, but it kind of moves into the penalty area as well, um, in and around the box. He's taking a lot of touches as well, very, very close to the goal. So they're the the areas where you really want to see him taking touches because they're the most likely to result in a goal for him. So this is all very, very encouraging. Uh, Our friends over on the FPL Wire did some uh, research into... Uh, Jota last season you can see on the table on the left uh, mid 7.5 million and under uh, Jota was the highest in terms of expected goal involvement per 90 head of the likes of El Ghazi Gundogan Rafina who had fantastic seasons Torres Ali Saka uh, Mason Green was down there 0.4 for context and Jota's there at 0.59 for expected goals he's also at the top which isn't surprising because he hasn't actually had any assists so most of his uh, sort of XG, XGI, expected goal of him is going to come from these goals, uh, is 0.49, again, ahead of the likes of El Ghazi, Gundo and Torres. Uh, Willock there at 0.32, Lingard 0.3, uh, Mason Green with 0.29. So under 7.5 million, last season, the underlying statistics paint the picture that Jota is the best option. There was no one better than him uh, in terms of his underlying numbers. Uh, so big thanks to Late Riser and Zofar for those tables. Um, I've got another one here. This is from uh, Gowerang, G-O-W-E-R-A-M-G. You can find him on Twitter. He's posted a very, very good graphic, uh, which is Diogo Jota's FPL points when he starts in different uh, lineups. So he performs his best when actually he's uh, with Firmino and Salah. He had five starts last season, 6.2 points per game. When he features with Mane and Firmino, he gets six points per game. And the most common is actually the formation we're going to see him in, which is alongside Salah and Mane, kind of up top, uh, spearheading the triangle. He averages 4.9 points per game from nine starts. When all four of them play, uh, it's four points per game, only three starts. So we're using small sample sizes over here, but it's still interesting to compare these. Uh, When he comes off the bench, unsurprisingly, this drops quite significantly, 3.6 points per game, nine times he off the bench. And when he played with uh, a little no man, uh, Zerdan Shakiri uh, and Mohamed Salah, in, he got one point in one game. So obviously we're talking very low there. But it's interesting that, if, again, it's this kind of role that Firmino has. It's, it's like Firmino unlocks these players to really showcase themselves um, as, as best they can. So he, he, he gets his two highest point scores uh, per game. Again, low sample size when Firmino's in the team. So Firmino's not on the team, this falls to 4.9. 4.9, incidentally, is a very, very good return, um, as we're going to go into in a bit more detail. Uh, essentially, that would that would mean around about 190 points season if he played kind of every game doing that. So you think for 7.5 million, 190 points, you're going to be really happy uh, getting those getting those returns. So I want to talk uh, about this spreadsheet now. 
So this spreadsheet isn't available at the moment. It's very, I mean, it's not even in beta. It's in the kind of very sort of early stages of something, but it's something that we're looking to build out. Um, and essentially what this gives you is loads of data on historic um, player performances, uh, FPL-wise. So we've got Diego Jota um, here. It will tell us how many points they got in previous seasons, how many matches they played, the position they were classified in, uh, what teams they were playing, um, all of this kind of stuff. And then you can see here, you've got loads of key st statistics here. Um, how much they, the cheapest price was, how many double-digit points they've got, how many blanks they've got, how many points they've got against the big six, the big four. It's just an incredible database um, here that I'm just teasing you all with like a carrot. Uh, but just so you know, we are working hard behind the scenes to bring out some really cool and innovative uh, stuff uh, to help you learn more about these players. One thing that really interests me about this and the thing I've been using that I'm going to be talking through in a bit more detail is you can then filter this by season. So you can have a look at players... Uh, in previous seasons, you can see all the games they played in, all the results they had, how many points they've got. And what you've got here is a great little metric to tell you they, how many times they blanked, how many times they got over double digits, how many appearances they got. And this crucial one here is how many points per match um, they got. So, you know, we talk about uh, a lot of the different things in which uh, Mark's keen on. So the underlying statistics, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and also we can look at then the points and how that kind of uh, returned uh, for players. So this is the spreadsheet I'm, I've built um, some research out of. So we're going to take a look at that in two seconds. So on the screen is the first table that I've put together. Uh, I've had a look at quite a few different players. I've had a look at the players sort of around in and around uh, Jota's price range. So Foden, Gundogan, uh, some strikers in there, Antonio Jimenez. I've come down to Rafina um, as well. Mason Green was in there too. Mason Mount, obviously, that a lot of people had and are maybe moving him over to Jota, for example, uh, because of his uh, teething problems. But he's probably going to be back after the national break. I've also put Son in there as well. Uh, just because this is the kind of this key decision that a lot of people are trying to make between going for Son or, or prioritising uh, Jota. So on the screen is the is last year's um, season. What I've looked at is the appearances, uh, the amount of times they blanked, so the amount of times they returned two or less points, the amount of times they got a double-digit haul, and their points uh, per game uh, generally. So I've only looked at uh, players when they played over 45 minutes. So this eliminates kind of 20-minute cameos for Jota when he's been subbed at half-time, more for any player um, other than that. Uh, so I filtered it by points per match. Last season, the highest points per match player was Foden. Uh, 17 appearances. Uh, he blanked seven times. Uh, he got double-digit hauls five times. And he had a points per match of 6.8. Uh, second was Son. Amazing season for him. 34 times he started. He played over 45 minutes over so the majority of games. Uh, he blanked 16 times, which is 47%. Uh, 11 double-digit returns, which is 32% of his appearances with double-digit returns, which is uh, the highest on this list. Uh, and a points per match of 6.62. We then come down to the likes of Gundogan, Jimenez, Antonio and Rafina. Uh, we've got Gundogan obviously had a great season, 6.5 points per match. The rest all around the five mark. Jimenez, Antonio, Rafina. Of five and 4.9. So I should point out this point that Jimenez's stats are taken from the season before because obviously he had that horrible injury at the beginning of last season. So Jimenez I took from the, the year before. If you look at these numbers though, what you can see is blanks. Uh, tends, it, it ranges from 41% from Foden um, as, the, as the lowest on this list uh, up to 48% for Gundogan. Uh, Jota, however, 12 appearances, seven blanks. He blanked in 58% of the games that he played last season and he returned 10 plus points zero times. 
his points per match was 4.7. Now, this shows a... <laughs> I mean, what does this show? Does this show an unreliable uh, player when it comes to scoring big? Does it, does it indicate that you shouldn't captain them? I think it does. You don't want to be captaining a player who who has a who regularly blanks or who doesn't hit big holes. They're the two things that you want. But the fact he's got 4.7 points per match, which puts him in the same company as someone like Rafina and ahead of the likes of Mounts with 4.3, Mason Greenwood with 4.3, for example, shows that what you've got is a, is a bit of a steady eddy, really, which isn't something that I thought we would get with with Jota. You know, we a, a, a player playing in the Liverpool attack especially when he does play, often playing in the, at the spearhead of the attack, you'd think would get explosive returns. But what we're seeing is we're seeing goals without bonus, or we're, seeing, uh, we're not seeing any assists last season. So all of these, all of these points um, he scored would be him getting a goal and not hitting the, 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 points, the bonus points threshold to get to three, uh, which, is, which is very interesting. His conversion rate is, is a little bit better than Mane's tends to be. I think it's around 18%, something like that. Um, which isn't too bad, but the the issue is is that when he scores, he often needs to get more than one goal to get into the the upper echelons of the BPS and then to get the bonus points um, as well. So when you're looking at players like Rafina, uh, he's similar. I mean, he only got one double digit return. Antonio only had one last season um, as well. I mean, Gundogan had six, for example. Mason Mount had four, which is something again that I I more considered Mount as a as a kind of a, a steady, reliable player to tick over, but he's had he had four more double digit returns than than Jota did uh, last season. Although he did have uh, almost three times the amount of appearances. So again, this is this is small sample sizes with Jota. We can only really go on what we've what we've got. But in the twelve appearances he made, he didn't get double digit returns in any of them. Uh, if we take that over to this year, uh, you can see actually Jota does have a double digit return already. Got that against Man United. Um, he's averaging his points is around about the same, around about five. Uh, he's blanked in 56% of his games that he's played out of the nine. So five out of nine he's blanked in, uh, which is in keeping with his 58% of last season. And you can see the rest of the list. A lot of these players have actually increased on their um, the blank, the amount of blanks they've had. Foden's gone up to 50% uh, from 41%, for example, even though he's getting more regular um, running team. Antonio and Son are both at 50%, and Son was our most reliable player uh, last season on this list. Um, but these players are all returning. They've all returned uh, one or more 10-plus uh, points. Mount, obviously, with his big haul, which kind of puts him right up to this and has the most points per match in that. Uh, Son with three and Antonio with three 10-plus points is, is the highest. Uh, Rafina's an interesting one, 10 appearances, uh, five blanks in those, no 10 plus points, averaging five per match, the same as, as Jota. Uh, Greenwood's there as well, nine appearances, four blanks, uh, only one 10 plus points. Uh, and Gundogan has, has massively slipped from, from last season, as I don't think anyone would be surprised to see because they've got so many uh, false nines that they can play now. Uh, he's blanked five out of seven times. Uh, he's only returned 10 plus points once. So he's kind of a non-option for us going forward. So you take away Mount's big haul, um, and he's obviously going to slip right down the list. Uh, Antonio uh, and Son and, and Jota are, are all kind of in and there about. I mean, Son is, according to both of these metrics, is, is the more reliable pick. But when you factor in the fact there's almost 3 million difference between them, there isn't a huge amount to separate them in terms of the, the points they're getting. Uh, Son is, is getting 5.8 uh, a match. Jota's getting 5. But you've got to think that Son's output is only going to increase 
under Conte. So it's, it's it, there's not too much in it between them, but I would imagine if we, when we do this at the end of the season, we're going to see that input increase from Son. And actually for him to be getting 5.8 points a match in the team that Spurs have assembled at the moment and the manager's problems they've had and all the tactics and issues, I think does indicate that he's, he's going to be on for a very strong season as we, as we carry on. Uh, I've also done this research for the Liverpool uh, players. So compared to the likes of Salamane, uh, Trent, Robertson and Firmino, who are kind of the main players, uh, Jota's sort of somewhere in the middle, uh, 4.7 from last season, matches Trent from last season as well, 4.7 a match. Uh, it's better than Robertson last season, which was interesting because Robertson obviously had a fantastic season, averaging 4.2. Uh, Firmino's right down the bottom with four. To put it into context, Manny's at 5.5, obviously had a really strong end, uh, and Salah's there at 6.3 as well. Just to give a bit of a, a, a bit more information on Salah, uh, he had 34 appearances playing over 45 minutes, blanked 14 times, 41%, which is really low, uh, and scored 10 plus points five times which is 15%. Uh, Mane as well, 31 appearances, 15 blanks, four 10-plus points. So not a huge amount in it between them, actually, um, when it comes to game time. Uh, but Salah, obviously, the standout there. Now, when we look at this season, there's a bit of a change-up. Uh, Jota actually falls to kind of the, the bottom of this list so far. So Salah is averaging 10 points, 10.6 points a match, which is absolutely insane. He's only blanked once. He's got six out of 11 10 plus points, 55%, uh, which just shows how, how absolutely ridiculous he's been. Firmino's actually next, averaging eight points a match. Only had three appearances, though, so not too much we can take into it. Uh, and also, we blanked in two of those. <laughs> so he got 10 plus points in one game where he got the, the hat trick. So, yeah, not, not much we could do. But when you look at uh, Trent, I mean, Trent's averaging 7.11, nine appearances, two blanks, four 10 plus points in nine for a defender. Uh, I don't think we'll see the likes of that for a long time. Um, well, not since he did it as well. We might start seeing it more with, with Reese James and Cancelo, but I still think Trent is going to end up as the top scoring defender uh, this season. Uh, Manny's actually somewhat off that, 5.8. Uh, he's had three blanks in 10, no 10 plus point returns. So he's getting the assist, maybe chipping with a goal, but not hitting into those like big areas. And then you've got Jota, so nine appearances, five blanks. In nine appearances for him, one 10 plus point returns, five points a match. Again, the five blanks is is a, is a concern for me. I think it's very interesting that he he blanks as much as he does. This is consistent. This is you know fifty percent plus um, over over last season and this season in the team, um, averaging those five points a match though, which is a good return. But it does make me worry that we're going to see lots of these blanks sort of coming up uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, Robertson, incidentally, is, is not having a particularly good season this year. Eight appearances, five blanks, no 10-plus pointers, and 3.3 points a match. So we can look at this in, in different ways. I mean, obviously, Jota is a lot more is a lot cheaper than the likes of Mane um, and Salah. He's not getting anywhere close to Salah's numbers, but he's not that far off Mane. Is there enough to justify... You know, four million between Jota and Mane going forward. I don't think so um, at all. I think Jota is is representing good value. I think if he can carry on getting you five points a game um, for the five or six game weeks that you own him, I think you'll take that. I think it's more than we're going to see from a lot of the other players, and we've got on our side. I think he, I'm, I'm, he's winning me round in the sense that I think he is the best in the category at the moment for the seven point five and under. He proved it last season with his underlying stats. Um, and he's proven it with the points as well. Um, just to bring in some underlying stats uh, as well, I've got some here. Uh, so these are these are the the players filtered by minutes per expected goal involvement. So these this is the kind of table that Mark 
really likes. Uh, Mount is at the top of that with 98.5 minutes per expected goal involvement. Uh, then comes down to Firmino, Salah, Mane. So the three Liverpool players, uh, Antonio, Ronaldo, Gundogan, and then Diogo Jota there. So it's, I mean, Gundogan is, is still up there, which is which is really interesting. Um, but he just isn't really delivering the points. And he's obviously a massive rotation risk. So if you take him out and then you're just left with really um, Antonio and Mount around the kind of 8 million-ish mark. Uh, I think taking Antonio out for Jota is a move that some people might be doing. Might be looking to switch around their formations and things like that. I can see the logic of doing that. I can see that people are taking Mount out as well for Jota. Small sample size with him. Um, when when a player gets all the points that they did against Norwich, it's difficult to judge them. It's interesting that Jota hasn't been performing particularly well from an FPL perspective, but it's really getting these kind of uh, numbers high. Uh, if you look at his uh, inspected goal involvement, Diego Jota, he is clear of the likes of Mount, Firmino, uh, even Ronaldo Gundogan. He's created 16 chances, which is like the fourth highest in the league, uh, fourth or fifth highest in the league, uh, which is great. He's taking shots in the box, 18, but played a lot less minutes. Um, his penalty area touches are 42, which is only one behind Cristiano Ronaldo, for example, but he's played far fewer minutes than the Ronaldo has. So all the stats point to Jota being a great FPL pick. There is absolutely nothing I can say that makes me think that Jota isn't a good pick. There's nothing I can say that will convince you that he isn't someone who's going to deliver for 7.5 million in your side. And it's come at a time when I don't think there's any other Liverpool players that we're going to want in our side. So he doesn't block you from the likes of Mane or doubling up with Robertson and Van Dijk and all this kind of stuff. I think if you're looking to make a move for a player around 7.5 million, I think Diego Jota is the best player you can get. Do I think that you need to rip up your teams to get him in? Do I think that... Uh, you know, you should prioritise him over the likes of Son. I think if I was going to pick one now, Son or Jota, I would go with Jota and I'd wait to see what happens with Spurs. I think Son is going to massively announce himself back onto our radars at some point, but it is Jota that I would be prioritising going forward if I had to make a move. Maybe you're looking to upgrade the likes of Mbomo or you're getting rid of a Jamie Vardy uh, or you're looking to kind of free up some funds and, and move things around. I think Jota is a, a very, very sensible pick going forward. And I think the the fact that he's got African Cup of Nations coming up as well and Salah and Mane are going to be jetting off to that just makes him an even better option as well over the Christmas period uh, too. So that's my summary. Uh, the pros are always playing the top team with the best attacking stats. Liverpool are creating the most chances of any team in the league from attacking-wise. If he carries on with his five points per game, he's going to get 190 points, which is going to be a great return for a 7-5 midfielder. Uh, he's pretty much rotation-proof with Firmino out. Uh, we might see Origi come in a little bit like we did against um, against West Ham, but I think it's going to be pretty minor. It's going to be limiting to you know 75-80 minutes rather than taking his starts. Uh, he's looking better on last year as well. Uh, although the blanks are still high, he's already had a double-digit return, which he's managed to get, and his points per game has, has increased, even though he hasn't really lit up the league um, as of yet. As, as well, Liverpool are improving as well. Liverpool are, are a much better force than they were last season. They really, really struggled last year. Trent's back to his best um, as well, which is massively going to help the, the strikers and the attackers because he's going to get the ball into the box. He's going to deliver quality free kicks and set pieces which is only going to help Jota. And finally, stats are just unbelievable. If you're if you're a big stats backer, like so many of us are, uh, Jota is right up there with some of the best and elite players in it. So you've got to feel like a player of his quality, playing for the most attacking team, we're going to start seeing some, some big returns from him. In terms of the cons, I think he's going to frustrate people. I think he's going to blank 
um, a fair bit. He doesn't need to return every game. I think you're going to have to show some patience with him uh, and not immediately transfer him out. I think he's a player who, he's quite a nice player because he's, he's, he should form a bit of a set and forget option. You stick him in your team and you just kind of let him let him sit there and, and churn over the points as you go. Uh, it does maybe block you from going um, five at the back, for example, or, or it could possibly do. Uh, if you've got Salah in there as well, if you've got players like Rafina who don't want to lose, uh, you know you might find it hard to, to bring in some of the, the wing backs that are doing so well. Also, the wing backs are cheaper to the likes of Reese James and Chilwell, and hopefully I'll have something coming out on those in a bit more detail at some point over this international break. Uh, Two um, who are offering like similar outputs for for cheaper money. So it might be that your priority lies in getting those defenders in rather than uh, going for Jota. Uh, you might have other priorities as well. Spurs are a really intriguing one. I'm not saying that... Uh, my my personal view is Conte needs time. He needs at least a week training with these players before I'm going to consider them. But I realise that people are going to want to move for them fast. The fixture one's really good. I don't think there's a... Well, there is going to be a right or wrong answer, but we won't know it for a few weeks. I personally am going to wait, but I can completely see why people are, are trying to get ahead of the curve and bring these these players in. If you're doing that, you're probably not going to have room to bring in uh, Jota and you're probably going to miss out. Uh, you might have a bit of a headache after five game weeks uh, when Firmino does come back and just before the, the African Cup of Nations starts um, as well. But that's going to be kind of quite short-lived. Um, you might even have a headache if, if Klopp does decide that Reedy deserves a chance in the team. There might be, still be a bit of rotation there, but I'd, I'd be quite surprised if there was. Um, you've got other similar price options performing well. So if you've got Mount, if you've got Foden, if you've got Rafina, it might be hard to know who to take out um, to bring Jota in and you might get it wrong and you might end up like losing points off the back of that transfer. Like I said, I would only be bringing Jota in if I wanted to get rid of a player who I knew I didn't want. I don't think I'd be moving heaven and earth to, to bring him in. I think I'm probably going to avoid him in my own team. I'm happy with Rafinha. I'm happy with Smith Rowe. I'm happy with Salah. For example, um, I could maybe move in Bomber up to him next week or the week after. I'd have to free up some funds to do that. I'm not going to ripping my team up just to make it. Uh, and the final corner is his next fi- five fixtures. I don't think there's going to be huge points um, in it for, for him. I don't think Liverpool are going to score bucket loads of goals. There might be other, other teams in which you want to target. Man City, for example, you could double it with Bernardo Silva, for example, who uh, or Gabriel Jesus and try and tap into that City attack who have slightly better games. So yeah, my overall verdict on Jota is great pick. Great option. I like him. I like him more now than I did when I started making this video. Uh, I wouldn't captain him. I think he's going to be too... Uh, he's going to blank too much. He's not going to hit the double-digit returns that you'll want from him. Salah's a better option in almost every way. Uh, but if you're not thinking about captaining him and you need a spot and you want someone from around 7.5, I think he's pretty much the best pick that you can get in. Uh, and like I said, I would be getting him in instead of Son if I had to make the choice out of the two. But thank you so much for watching this video. I hope it's been interesting. hope you liked the spreadsheet. Uh, if anyone's going to be asking when it's going to come out, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, it's very much just a kind of internal thing at the moment. Um, but we, we are looking to, to make it something um, that we, that we uh, bring into the members area at some point. So watch this space. But thank you very much and I'll see you all very soon.